M. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, depending on where you are in the world. How are you all today? Lots and lots of speakers up. Um, do me a favour, everybody, and uh, please let the world know that you are now in this space. Share it with whoever you can. Um, there'll be people that drop in and out of this. Um, but yeah, please do uh, share this space with as many people as possible. Um, hello, hello. Welcome. Episode five of Rug Radio uh, NFTs Beyond the Floor with me, Ben, your host. Um, episode five. And I even took a day off. That has rattled around very, very quickly. Um, today we're giving gaming some airtime uh, with a project that I had the great pleasure of getting to know when I was in bed back in February with a very, very nasty leg injury. And I was uh, back in the days when we used to grind in discords and I did me some grinding in uh, this discord. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think this one will be a lot of fun, a little bit of a different um, focus for us looking at gaming Um Still within the storytelling realm of things and the law, but yeah, very, very uh, exciting to learn a little bit more about a project that has really focused on gaming um, and and not just focused in one area too, has really, really kind of broadened their outlook on that. So fantastic. Uh, if you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes of NFTs Beyond the Floor yet, please head to my bio give me a follow but also follow the link tree there and uh, you can find them all uh, I need to put the lobsters up I think I'm going to do it in two parts because I haven't been able to knit the two together yet I do hope that this week uh, I won't have to rug and start again uh, I will say though that I am finally home and I have strong Wi-Fi connection and a full phone full of battery which is good news um Yes, as always, I will be opening this series of uh, Twitter spaces Mondays and Thursdays each week at the same time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 midday Eastern and 5 p.m. in the UK. And myself, and my wonderful panel of friends from the space will be here. Um, a few fewer today because today is uh the august bank holiday public holiday here in the uk so some of my panel have decided to have a well-earned day off and why not um but yes we will continue to bring you a show that moves away from the review of markets and nft gossip and actually focus on the founders and the builders who are doing things to develop the space and focus these sessions primarily on the importance of storytelling in the Web3 space and the power of narrative to make a project unmissable. So hello to my fantastic panel of Web3 enthusiasts, a little bit smaller today, but hello, Bobby. Hello, Bobby. How are you, Bobby? Hello there. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Ready uh, to get nice this going. One. Nice to see you. Hello, NFT Spaceman. How are you today, sir? Yeah. Hey Ben, I'm great. I'm great. Thanks. Uh, appreciate it. Great. Returned from Cos. Returned from Greece. 
Are you bronze? Like David Dickinson, I am. Like David nice. Dickinson. <laughs> David Dickinson, for <laughs> those who don't know, is a particularly orange gentleman from the UK. Very, very well tanned. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's witnessed it. It is true. <laughs> Hello, Tom. Can confirm, extremely orange <laughs> these days. Yeah, his teeth, his teeth were glowing like uh, Ross from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him in the in the night in the in the night just walking towards me. I just thought it was a set of teeth, but no, it turned out to be turned out to be the NFT space. Very man. good. How are you, Tom? Are you well? Yeah, great to be here. I'm great, thanks. Yeah, mate. Um, had a lovely weekend. Just uh, chilled out. So, yeah, good to good to nestle in and um and hang out yeah, with you guys you too. And finally, hello to Mister Yellow. Hello, I mate. Would, hello. I wouldn't forget you today, now would I, sir? No, 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 no. I, I, I'll let that one go. Yeah. In the moment. Um, Are you well? You having fun down in the uh, British Riviera? Yeah, yeah. As you can see, my PFP. I thought I beat Bobby's PFP. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I went for the naked Wolverine. Old very man. nice, very <laughs> nice. Um, well, good to see you all. Um, our guests today join us from the project Alpacadabras. Alpacadabras. I love it. Um, and uh, this is a project with two sold out collections, 30,000 NFTs, all supporting their involvement in several metaverse gaming platforms. So this includes the Sandbox, where they are part of the Sandbox's Game Maker Fund, which I'm really looking forward to finding out more about. And in fact, we do have their sandbox lead in the room today, which is uh, Phil FTW, and you can see his little alpaca there. Hey, Phil. Hey, how are yeah, you? Good to meet you. Um, and so, yes, they're truly on the edge of NFTs in the gaming space, which is something that I'm really excited to learn about. I was speaking to Tom, uh, messaging him a little earlier, just saying, like, you know, we're, we're ready for this one. We've got a few questions. And actually, we both kind of concluded that we're here to learn as much as as question today. It's uh, This is a really, really different one for us. And uh, I'm really looking forward to chatting with them. So welcome to ApeFan. Welcome to NFT for Two, which might be my favorite name in the entire NFT space. Welcome to Warehouse Phil. And also a late addition. Welcome to Willie. Handsome Willie. Nice to meet you too, sir. How are you guys? How are you? Hi there. This was the first intro into a spaces where I think I was really laughing out loud with the glowing teeth walking through the dark. Nice. Um, <laughs> has everyone been able to hear me like clearly all the way through that? Just because I've had someone message to say that they rugged, but it might be them and not me. Super clear, man. Super Good. Clear. Yeah, you still, you still sound great. There's man. Bobby. Add as a speaker, he's uh he's clearly still down in Cornwall in the uh, in the depths of the uh, in the depths of the British seaside. Let's see if he comes up again. Are you there, Bobby? We'll leave him. He'll decide to come back when he's ready. Um, so hello, guys. Uh, I hope you're all well. Um, little bit of admin. Uh, the format of these spaces is intended to be pretty open. Uh, I've got the panel of speakers here. We all like to interrupt one another, but sometimes it's nicer if we put our hands up and I will make sure that I uh, I kind of keep a bit of order and bring everyone up in good time. Um, we tend to run for like 45 minutes and then we'll look to invite a number of people from the audience to give a view or ask a question. But, you know, it's, uh, as I say, very, very uh, open 
and honest and just a very good natter. So uh, without further ado, I will move on to the first question. Always the same. Um, best place to start, I think. And that is to the Alpaca Dabra team. Can you give those here who don't know a very quick summary of your project uh, to date? That would be very useful, I think. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm NFT for two. You can call me Andrea, either or. Um, I'm the CMO for PACAs, and lovely to be here. We were, we've been looking forward to it. Uh, I'll just do a really high level. We are a brand in the Web3 space that launched just about a year ago with our Genesis collection last October. Um, as you say, we have our footing in gaming, and we'll talk a lot about that today, but we're also a community that's inclusive. We feel like there's a PACA for everyone. We want people to feel really comfortable when they come in our Discord, when you know they're vibing about our art and everything else. So it's, it's really an amazing community. Um, and like you said, we launched our second 3D um, collection in February, which was a huge success and, and sort of came out metaverse ready. I say ready in quotes, because Phil can elaborate on that a bit more. But it's been a great run so far. We're super happy. Um, working hard. We've got a lot of fun stuff that we're going to announce in the next couple weeks, uh, but can't wait to get into it a bit more with you. Awesome. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I guess, thanks for joining us. Uh, you're one of the first um, uh, communities projects I reached out to back when I was setting this show up a few weeks back. Um, and so I'm really delighted that we've been able to work out some time to get you on. Um this show is obviously called NFTs Beyond the Floor, which uh, is a funny one because I remember how like a massive part of the fun and the narrative within your Discord, certainly when I was in there back in February and we were looking forward to that 3D, it was this whole like push for a 6th floor. I remember how all of your um, community really kind of got behind that and it was, uh, it, you know, you would join in. Um, and there would be all of the kind of like exclamation mark vibe uh, bot commands in in your uh, Discord, which were always a lot of fun. Um, and there are several of those different bot commands as well. But I guess what I'm trying to get to there is what 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 was the reason initially behind that whole like pushing for the 60th floor? Was that something that was pushed by the community, or is it something that came from the team there? And and what does storytelling generally mean to your project before we get into the real nuts and bolts of gaming? Yeah, there was uh, there was definitely were fun times. Uh, we still have the the channel in our Discord, Pockets to Five Eight, um, and uh, whenever you say it, it gets repeated by our five. Yeah, it gets <laughs> Sorry. repeated by yeah. both. Um, I believe. Initially, the idea was to say Pockets to 5.8, and then um, uh, we were getting close, <laughs> so we changed it to Pockets to 10.8. So I don't think we can ever place the, the bot, because we will always change the goal. Uh, it, this was definitely a joke by the community. Uh, I believe it was MF the Punk who came up with it. He kept uh, yelling in our chat, like, Pockets to 5.8, Pockets to 10.8, and... Uh, yeah, that's why we made the bot repeat it. Whenever he said it, the bot would repeat it, and then it uh, organically got its own channel, and uh, it became the 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 notable thing of the podcast. Uh, storytelling itself is really important, and it's very fun. Um, I'm not sure if you were at our first 
Mint, if you were already around, but we had uh, a story time, 15 minutes of uh, talking, uh, somebody telling the history of the alpacas. And this definitely got the community together as well. Uh, we, we held quizzes about the story time. We had a video about the story time. And yeah, this gives so much more uh, in-depth um, yeah, value to your NFT because we, we uh, introduced that uh, we have like animated alpacas and still alpacas. Um, the alpacas looked very fun, but all of a sudden the story changed to a very grim ending. And uh, that actually um, the spoiler was that all the, the still alpacas are actually passed away and only the animated ones are still alive. And this gave like a certain value to the people who still actually had an animated alpaca. So yeah, this this gives. Oh my god! <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> You've just ruined story time for me forever. Uh, but I wasn't I <laughs> I wasn't around when when you minted the first time around. But I love the idea of story time and like a fifteen minute segment on that. What was so? How how was that like? Was that well attended? Like what, what did you, did you did you invite the community to join in, or was it was it like a story that you guys had had planned together that you then delivered to to the community? Yeah, we really wanted to go beyond the, the image. Um, we feel, um, I think NFT already mentioned it before, we want to become a brand. We want to be more than an NFT, more than just a picture, more than a profile picture. We want to build the the whole brand around the picture and the whole world of the alpacas. And the first thing you have to do is create a story around the alpacas. And when we uh, were creating the alpacas, when we were creating the traits, we were having so much fun. Like it was, it was super funny. We were coming up with poops, rainbows, and we, I started imagining the whole world of the alpacas and everything around it. And then I wanted to share that with the community. I wanted to sh- show that that we had more in mind than just the picture. Um, with we, yeah, we. I wanted to show where the trait originated from. Why the co- uh, alpacas are so colorful? Why they have rainbow butts? Why they are pooping? That that became yeah. It meant more than just a trade. We didn't really just sit down like, oh, it would be fun to to have it poop for no reason. No, we wanted it to to have a certain style, and um, yeah, that's why we also had to come up with um, with a story around everything. I love it, I lo- and I and I love the idea. Um, you'll see today. I'm my PFP's actually changed to a lobster today. I'm, I'm repping my my community that i work with but um i'm also a member of the creeps i can see a few in the crowd today and uh and i love i love the idea of uh each of the traits kind of beginning to take on their own law and their own um you know their 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 own storyline and and these are the things i guess that make collections you know so unmissable for for a lot of people and 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 so like exciting to be a part of and that's where the old idea of flexing comes from but but also just kind of like really loving the community that you're that you're in so i i really love the fact that you guys have embraced that you know primarily before then jumping into the the crux of what you know your your project about which is which is gaming and and uh guys like feel free to to interrupt me here because i'm gonna keep rattling through questions but just uh jump in if you if you need to at any point um but i was uh i was just gonna say like you guys haven't settled on a single metaverse experience or a single 
uh, game play kind of um, situation. You've you've actually begun building in several, and like, what's the reason behind that? And do you guys have like a preference yet, or have you guys chosen which which platform you're then going to allow this storyline to play out in? So it's it's a it's a really good question. I think at the end of the day, the the beauty of of Web three is the the potential and how many uh, you know projects have taken off. I think we definitely have put the most energy and and feel the the most bullish about Sandbox. I mean the the last mint was all voxel you know box edit built Sandbox ready. The assets are available you know on the site to download and you could be making games with those with those avatars or this those NFTs right now. But I think at the end of the day, you know, you you we've seen what's happened to some of these projects where whether it's technology, whether it's funding, whether it's, you know, Minecraft, not happy about, you know, the partnership, there is no guarantee. And so I think part of this is spreading out um, the footprint so that if there is a, um, an opportunity to something, you know, it, it takes off and, and, you know, we want to be a part of that. I think the idea is to, to find the right platform that our, our holders want, but you have to diversify in order to, to find that. I think that's the danger of putting, too much weight in one place but um the sandbox has been an awesome awesome partner for us to date yeah well i mean that that was um that was one of the question next question actually i had for you guys which is um i said at the beginning there that you are part of the sandbox i keep forgetting this part of the sandbox something game fund. maker fund yeah. there you go game maker fund so like what what has that given the the size of the like the profile and the hype and the nature of the other builders like Snoop Dogg and people like that who are who are getting involved in Sandbox like what has that whole experience been like for you and and where are you in that journey so far yeah no it's, it's such a good question so i it i've been with Packers for since you know a little before april right and i i came out of the web 2 and the, the marketing space having you know published games to switch and pc and and those places and got involved with the sandbox and creator fund on my own for the last year and a half. And so um, coming in when, when I, we were playing what our game pack a death run, right. Which is sort of, you know, think of a, a cuphead ask, you know, in difficulty uh, level sort of parkour platform game. Um, it was sort of a no brainer to go back to sandbox and say, look, this is a really quality experience. You know, you guys should um, take a look and invest in it. And they agreed. Right. And, and it's an interesting process because, um, it gives you access to their their sort of development teams and the support, both marketing and 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 the brains behind Sandbox. Um, at the same token, as you're also in a in a relatively strict box as far as hey, if you're going to be part of this, we need to make sure that you know there's a compatibility and there's a lot of checks and balances. And so, you know, our game is 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 finished. We're done, and and right now it's it, we're in the polish stage. And so, our 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 hope is to be in the next alpha uh, or beta or whatever they're going to call the, you know, the next release, the, the alpha three dropped two, three days ago or whatever it's been now. Um, and we'll run 10 weeks, but I think, you know, we're in a position now where we're just really trying to fine tune and hone this so that, that people show up and play it and say, oh my God, this is, you know, this is awesome. Cause I think like the Snoop Dogs in those games, they're, they're, they're great. They're great brands. Um, but they're really more about showing off the brand. Um, I think our our focus was on the gameplay and making sure that people played it and were sort of you know hooked, and that's been sort of the 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 lens we've put most of the decisions on how we build it through. That's really interesting because uh, my experience so far of metaverse has been like, uh, and I'm not um, 
at all i don't have any yuga uh, um <laughs> which which from the outside looking in all look very polished and the gameplay from that side of it looks great but my my experience so far of of metaverse has been quite clunky like uh, yep. uh, and and so what what has that how do you feel now being at the point where you're polishing a game like this how does it stack up in comparison to what you know gamers would find with xbox playstation and and so on like how, where does it where does it fit in so it's, i think sandbox biggest strength is it's also its biggest weakness right in that it is a a open-ended proprietary software that doesn't require coding to come in and, and make a game. And so, you know, if you're using Unity or Unreal, there's there's a learning curve and a pretty steep curve, right, to, to be able to, to, to create games. Sandbox is set up so that, you know, anyone can come in and build their assets and box set it, you know, import those assets into their experience, and then a game maker create a, a game. And so having been on the journey with them for the last year and a half, and the newest version of Game Maker just launched, you know, a couple of days ago, the progress is substantial. It, it's getting better and better. But I do not disagree that there is a level of um, a, a lack of of maybe it's not functionality so much as just um, that that the professional edge. And I think Sandbox is hyper aware of it, and every iteration they put out is getting better. So um, you know, I I feel good being a part of that community and seeing what's happening behind the scenes about where it's headed. But I think there are games in this alpha. And for sure, in the next alpha, that are going to start to feel like Roblox or or you know Minecraft or have that level of um, of time and care taken to building them, that they don't feel um, you know amateur. And and the forgive me because uh, this is where I show my real like, lack of experience with Sandbox. And I, as I said, we're here to learn today. But Sandbox is entirely token gated, right? So well, I mean, they, there, there's a there's a a sandbox currency, right, San, that that operates within the game, but you don't need you don't need to own sandbox assets or um, land to be able to play, right. right? I think I think the idea is that hey, you can purchase land to to publish your games on, and there's a you know a finite number of those. I think it's like 166,000 individual one by ones, which then can be you know combined into larger spaces and things like that. But the general idea of sandbox is everything is sort of free, right? The software is free. The access to the experiences is free. Um, I think their hope though, is, is that play to earn will, will bring in along with the huge names of brands that they've got involved. will will bring in players. Right. Understood. Understood. And, and that, that experience. So when you talk about testing, is that testing you're doing in better beta with, uh, with a group of sandbox testers, or are you actually bringing the alpaca dabras, um community into that like are they are they starting to see how your story and how your game is is unfolding by actively testing that with you yeah so i, I love it because yeah about a month ago I, I reached out and this is credit to the the packet team they they humor my my goofy strange ideas all the time i said you know what if we ran a, a tournament what if we did our own game outside of game maker or uh, game maker fun and all that what if we just did our own sort of mini game and and to see how it would do um and so we you know we put it together and it's you know basically a, a parkour game and then you've got to you know slaughter all these evil farmers and jump through some lava and it was pretty straightforward but um it resonated and the community played it and became a speed running challenge and it, and it did so well that you know seb who sort of is the the main face of sandbox retweeted it and said hey my god we love this so much we're going to put up money um you know basically cash for you guys to run a tournament and so you know um we're excited about 
you know, about where that's where that's headed. And I think the idea being that um, the, we, we couldn't have got there without the community and a ton of playtesting from and I can see there, there's people in the chat right now that have spent hours in this game with us trying to, you know, perfect it and polish it and and, um, you know, get it to a place where, you know, we can be an esports brand. And 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 that's amazing, by the way. I won't. Sorry, I don't mean to move move the the conversation at all because that is that's really kind of what what this is all about. But in terms of uh, then the development of the game and stuff, so what, are they are they simply testing by playing, or are you inviting them to give like real feedback in terms of what they're seeing and how it works? Yeah. So I mean, as a person who's you know, been a producer and a writer on games in the past, you have to have a dialogue, right? So you, you have to be able to post that game and say, all right, there's, there's a live, um, there's a live version of the current, of the current build play, break it. Like my challenge is to break it. And I think um, a lot of the, the pack community were, were former, you know, esports players or, or competitive players. And I do love the fact that as a game designer and a developer, I'm not a competitive player, right? I build something and I think about, well, Hey, this is going to, you know, offer this level of challenge or I put something this way because I think it's going to function this way in the game. But like guaranteed, I we watched the live stream on Discord. I'm like, holy shit, of course I didn't think about that. And someone's doing something crazy where they're jumping on this and flipping off that. And suddenly like they found the shortcut. And it's um that it, it's a evolving thing. It's an organic thing, right? I don't think games are you build it, you walk away and it's done, right? I think you the, the community is what creates the experience and, and the polish the true polish comes from that dialogue between the player and the builder amazing space but nft space i'm conscious that you had your hand up dude are you are you were there for the question um i i had a similar question um which phil sort of answered but i can ask it more directly uh, i think uh, the listeners would be super interested um go for it phil from what, what you've said like you know the creative element of games like you know, I love the possessed farmers. Like, where the where the hell does that that come from? Um, <laughs> my question was going to be like, who is the storyteller on the team? Who is the person coming up with the characterization and um, you know the the story? I guess from your previous answer, it is it you uh, it, or is it led by the community? Yeah, there's there's no way I could, I could take credit for it. Like this is a this is it's a family of really creative people. I think you know Chuck Chi, our our lead artist, who did um, both collections, right? Like came up you know with with the group, but actually physically made the the assets. Like it, the heart and soul is his. I think I'm standing on his shoulders when I when I build a game, and and there's a lot of dialogue between us to say, hey, is this funny? Does this work? I mean, just before this call, I was sitting in a Google Doc trying to finish a. Um, like a children's book or a book about packets, right? Like how do you distill this story down to something simple enough that, that, you know, you can illustrate it and, and share it out. And I think that's always the goal here is that the, you know, those, those, those uh, character arcs or the, the themes are, are simple enough and universal enough that they make sense, you know, good versus evil and, and all of that. But it definitely isn't just one person, like a de- no. packets takes a village. Or a yeah. farm, I guess it would be in this case. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, no, respect for that. And, uh, you know, as a marketeer, like the the way that you dropped the, uh, the the 3D voxelized stuff online, you know, it feels like a lifetime ago. But, you know, the way you dropped them in and the hype that that got at the time, like massive respect to you, man. Fantastic well, and, job. And, and we didn't give up. I mean, I think, and, and give up is not the right word. We didn't leave it at that because at the end of the day, sandbox changed, right? Game Maker changed. And so we went back in and just in the last, you know, month, 
redid every animation, made sure to update additional functionality to those assets and, and re-push those back out to say, hey, just because, you know, when, when Sandbox first launched, we could do X, Y, and Z. Well, now there's ABC on top of that and, and put together two and a half hours of, of uh, educational videos and how-tos for the community because, you know, without their engagement and use of the assets, they don't, that, that's, the, that's the purpose, right? That's the utility. So you know, we're really trying to support and, and push the creative, not just one way, that we want to see what's created from, from the holders as well. Fantastic. Tom, Tom, go for it, buddy. Yeah. Hey, just a bit of a follow on question, actually. It's really maybe a bit, bit boring and a bit, a uh, bit nerdy, but uh, you, you obviously said that this has like been a, a team kind of a team thing and everyone has contributed to the story and the narrative. And I suppose just from a technical standpoint, how have you, how have you done that? How have you actually got all of these people to, to contribute to a story? Um, have, have you had any challenges along the way trying to do that? And also if you've got any advice for other one, other people who are looking to, build their own stories and, and brands like was it just a case of being on discord and you're in a channel just chatting stuff out or did you have to be a bit more structured with it yeah i mean i'll give a quick answer then i think andrew might want to to jump in but structure is important you know at the very least you need weekly check-ins right you need a google doc with some shared basics of what you're doing i think communication is is the key and then I, I, I'm a writer in other places as well, right? Like there's a there's a comedy paper in the States called the Weekly World News that I write for. And and anyone who's a comedy writer or a writer knows that you that, that pitch rooms and writing in a group, you always end up with better stuff, right? And so, you know, we'll get together and, and it's the same with game ideas. Hey, what about this? Do we like this idea? Let's try this functionality. Let's go small and then scale from there. But there's dialogue and, and the story is as important as the gameplay. And so, you know, if, if we're going to tell a, a story, you know, someone's going to write those jokes and we're to share them if they don't land you're going to workshop them so i think it, it is difficult as a person who's done solo dev work to really get the best stuff out of it having creative partners at the very least to be like does this suck or not and and that's the, the test of whether it's good i think is really important so if you are a solo person try to find peers or friends or your nan if she's got nothing going on right to like to 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 jump in and 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 play your games and read those stories to, to see how they land. Because without that input, I think um, you, you, it's never going to be as good as it could be. I was just going to jump in and say, I want to make sure Phil gives himself enough credit because he has the most wonderfully weird, uh, creative, amazing brain out there. And I just feel really lucky to be on a team with him. And a lot of this does truly come from him and the inner workings of of that amazing brain but you know to his point we have this team that is just so generous and respectful and supportive and we come together you know multiple times a week like you said we have structured calls and we just get to have fun and brainstorm and really dream big and we all have this really um uh, just this uh this conviction of PACAs as a brand, both in Web 2 and Web 3, because we do have um, Web 2 plans. And I think storytelling plays a big part of that. Uh, but it's just, I feel really, really fortunate to be on a team with these people and, and they, they make the magic happen. And, so and, and that gives I, some insight into our process. 
I, I was going to say the, the one piece too that always gets forgotten, but is is just as important as a creative, is the sort of project management side of it, right? You get a bunch of creative people in a room, and they're dreamers, and you'll you'll have a thousand wonderful ideas, but you have to make it. Someone has to take the time to say, okay, you build this, you do that. Here's the schedule. Here's the timeline. Here's the budget, and that balance is tough. And I think what Pacas has that that some some you know uh, other projects don't is we've got a super talented group of of project management and support artists right whether that's mark or Miguel and fatigue and like the whole group like it does not function without everyone doing their job um and i think that's why i've had such a good time here is that we can sit and dream and, and ideate but then we actually also have the people who can help be like yo dude you're a day or two behind on your deadline like get it done or we're not gonna you know what i mean and, and those things are important to actually delivering yeah, and ma- that's massive. you with me and Pratik. I got to give Pratik a shout out. He's the doodle in the audience. And he is sort of the guy that keeps all of us on track and moving along like a well-oiled machine, for sure. So good call out, Phil. Yeah, it's really, really important. Like that whole balance of building out law and uh, having great fun and being super creative, but then, you know, really keeping the golden thread of like, okay, here we are now our intention in 6 12 18 months is to be at xyz um and how are we going to get there and and i uh, i see very very capable projects in the space who appear to have the creative element of what they're doing in abundance and really really miss that key like driver that key metric of like keep up with your deadlines and communicate clearly with your with your community and your audience and that that kind of leads me on to the next next question i had there which is like you guys have you've minted 30,000 nfts in a year and that is you know that is no mean feat like that and and yeah you were you were able to do half of that in what was a or in fact most of it in in a particularly a bullish market but don't take away like how difficult it is to do that and you've had a huge community of people coming and going and you've had people who've had to pay for their nfts you've had people who have been airdrop particular nfts like what has been the biggest challenge when it comes to managing your community's expectations because to be a part of something like the sandbox with people like Snoop Dogg and Steve Aoki and all of these other big players that are moving into that space, you know, and, and you're, you're minting out a project and you're essentially building up a brand from nowhere. You know, what has it been like to then manage the expectations of the people who have bought in and are super excited and yeah, like the rest of the NFT space, maybe a little impatient. So I don't know who's going to tackle that. I'll jump in for a minute, but it's definitely a hard question. And you know, I think when you add in the fluctuations to the market and just the overall volume in the space, you know, there are a lot of people that were here in January or February that just aren't in the space anymore. And I think, you know, we'll probably continue to see that. But luckily, we do have a really solid community. Um, I think for me personally, what I find the most challenging is when you're working on something behind the scenes that you know the community is going to be really excited for and jazzed about and you just can't put it out there, you know, or you might hear someone, you know, asking what's going on, what are you guys doing? And you just, you know, there's a lot you want to say, but you can't say at that moment because you have to be responsible about announcements and, and you know, waiting to put something out until it's the appropriate time. I'm sure the guys will have other answers, but 
I think that that's pretty challenging in and of itself. And it's, it's the nature of, of production through a, a third party, right? Like yeah. using the sandbox yeah. as your platform means that we are at the mercy of the sandbox to, you know, if the, are they on track for their roadmap? Is the functionality that they talked about a year ago the same functionality that's going to eventually um, happen? And if we're building towards something that maybe becomes deprioritized from them, how do you pivot, right? And I think communication is really important. I think we, we try to talk back or, uh, you know, have posts and share and, and be as transparent as possible. And the flip side, you don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Like that's like the death of, of, of a project. So I think we've tried to, to underpromise and overdeliver wherever possible. Um, yeah. And I was going to say, I think there's the component of we have a really, really large footprint in Asia. And English speaking is not, you know, English is not the first language of a, a fair amount of our holders. So we actually have Willie on the call, who is our lead in Asia. And I think just making sure that our communication goes out to both sides in the sort of the right way. And, and we're giving both both parts of the community enough attention can be challenging at times. But Willie, you can talk a little bit more on that. Yeah, uh, so definitely 100% agree with uh, what you all said. And I think the biggest challenge for uh, podcast as a whole and for me is definitely having a very diversified uh, group of uh, community and holders. So uh, basically, you know, it, it's the, the feeling is like uh, you have uh, people supporting you and then that guy on the others, like on the other side of the screen, like he's like in probably uh, North Pole, like, uh, like paddling on uh, a polar bear. And then on this <laughs> side, it's just, uh, you know, someone from Africa sitting on an elephant and then probably someone from Taiwan uh, sipping on a cup of bubble tea. So it's like that. It's just like that. Uh, it's so diversified. And then, you know, the workflow and the whole communication um, like uh, style has to be so well thought out. And then again, shout out to Predic without him. Um, I don't think, I don't think this will be possible. And, yeah, I think we're still, as a team, as a PACA team, we're still figuring out the best way possible to uh, be as uh, as transparent as we could uh, to make everyone, uh, you know, uh, to be secure, to let them feel feel secure. And then I think uh, one of the last thing I, I want to mention is uh, right before our 3D Mint, we actually had uh, 900 people in on the uh Discord AMA because we had four days straight, twenty four seven of uh team being on Discord and then uh just uh never uh taking a rest because we want everyone to know uh like everything like in and out from you know the information from podcasts because at that time it's mainly English and then we do have a huge amount of uh, Chinese speaking holders. So we had four days, four days before the 3D mint, 24 seven, no rest. And then on the minting date, we have the full team on call for I think 12 hours straight. So in the end, we just want to be responsible for what we're doing and then to be uh, well communicating to our uh, community and then, yeah, I think this is still a very, very hard lesson. And then we're still working on it. And I think this is the uh, hardest challenge for me. Yeah. It sounds it. And I think um, managing that 
that whole language barrier and as you say the 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 diversity of a community can be incredibly challenging and even just getting context like in in terms of delivering nuances of language that just don't stack up in other parts of the world and all kinds of things like that it, it, and still being able to have character right because you can you can strip language bare very very easily so that everyone can understand it but then you begin to lose your sense of like uh who you are and what you represent and so yeah it's a, it's a very very tough balance to walk and, well, and, and and the nuance of fart jokes across languages right <laughs> can be difficult sometimes and so i i do I, I have written jokes or things and i've been like good luck to the translator and in trying to figure this one out so <laughs> no doubt no doubt um i uh i i think um yeah it's, it's a really good to have such honesty from you guys and, and i appreciate that a lot I, i'll move it on a little bit and i'll and i'll talk about like i guess token gated gaming generally you know that the idea of of having to mint or buy a, a token on a secondary market so that you can take part or you can yeah you so you can participate in any kind of gaming like what's the best user case or what 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 are you seeing sets the leaders in that space apart currently um i don't know if if that if that is a clear question or not but it's it's something that i wanted to put to you guys because there are lots of people talking about doing what you guys are doing um and um I'm really, really interested to see like who you guys look to for inspiration and or who you think are doing a great job in the space and, and really what it is that is setting those guys apart. <laughs> it's silence. <'cause laughs> it, it, it's, it's not an easy question. I don't know if anyone is doing... Oh, this is such a controversial thing because I don't know if anyone's doing it great, right? I think there's you're at the stage of experimenting and trying to figure out what what works and what doesn't work. I appreciate the sandboxes approach in that the ability to come in isn't gated, right? But the 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 premium side of it is. I know even if you look at you know any sort of pay to win scenario is not popular within you know esports necessarily but the cosmetic side of things right the mm -hmm. idea of augmentation i think is really interesting and you go back to like the the non-web three but like even Fortnite, right there's a reason that they make hand over fist in, in dollars and that people want to be able to customize and and do things to the the character that represents them in the metaverse and i don't think web three should be any different so i think to that extent um it was I a do little, find that interesting. Uh, yeah, I feel bad now. It was a little bit of a loaded question in the sense that <laughs> I, I kind of feel exactly the same. I'm seeing so many projects, you know, uh, it, it's fair to say uh, as someone in the NF, the Web3 space as a community manager for a project and also now a creator for a radio show like this, like it's a very, very oversaturated space uh, currently. And I think there's this common phrase that's used, which is like 95% of these tokens in the next few years will be irrelevant and, and, and won't, won't make it, right? And, and yet there are some out there who will absolutely smash it and they will smash through it. And, um, and at the moment, it does kind of feel like a lot of time and effort is being spent on games and graphics and gameplay and all of that kind of stuff feels a little bit like it felt in like the late 90s which i guess is there's a nice bit of nostalgia but at the same time when you see games like fortnite and when you see things like you know um 
uh, Roblox, which, yeah, I appreciate is the whole kind of pixelated things. Like you can see how they've really, really like gotten a hold of things. And so, yeah, I, I feel a bit bad, but I just, uh, what I was trying to tease out of you there was the answer I got, which is like, there are very few people that are doing it very well at the moment. And so I really like applaud you guys for going down the route that you are going. And I think, Phil, you've clearly been a great, uh, addition to the team there at, um, at Alpacas, and so uh, I'm, I'm really, really eager to see like how you develop your game when when you come to launch it. I actually think it would be great to get you guys back on again in six months and talk about how your launch went of the actual game and and how that's been going. Um, I'm I'm already bald and old, and I can imagine in six months I will be even balder and grayer <laughs> than I than I currently am, if that if that's possible. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. Look, uh, Mister Yellow, I can see your hands up. Uh, yeah, just a quick one. I noticed you've got other side. Have you got any plans for that yet, or is it just a watching brief? So I, I, I'll speak for my half, but I, I don't want to be the. I'm not the. I'm not the sole spokesperson. I think it goes back to the earlier the earlier point about the diversification and we see potential in a lot of these. It's hard though to say, all right, let's take, you know, it, it, I don't think it's any surprise to, to look at the current market and say the revenue coming in now versus the revenue coming in, um, you know, five months ago or whatever it was is different, right? It sets up a different dynamic. And so it, you, you are selective about where you, where you want to build and the amount you want to put in into, in, into it, but you also don't want to wait until the last minute. So I think that's the balance we strike with, with, Things like that, which is all right. Let's keep a close eye on where it's headed, and 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 do the the research and do the the building where it's where appropriate. But some of that I think is a little bit of a wait and see kind of kind of game. But that, from my point of view, once again, I'm just the idiot that does the metaverse stuff. I'm not the I, I don't run the show. Yeah, I I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, I think it's very important that we de- stay diverse and. Uh, the other side, actually, from my point of view, didn't release as much information about what they're going to do and what we can do with it uh, as what I expected at this point. I believe that um, they were saying that in a week or two, they would have more information, especially for builders, what what, uh, what is possible on their land. And uh, right now, we're just waiting. But um, it, it seems like very uh, easy shot that... Um, the other side is going to do well if the metaverse is going to blow up. They have very good, uh, a very good seat in the battle of, of winning the space. So uh, yeah, we definitely have to be there to. Uh, yeah, makes to sense. Win. Makes sense. Um, okay, look, I, I'm going to change the narrative a little bit just because I'm conscious of time, guys. Um, this is a question I ask everyone that comes on. Um, you guys can fight over who gets to answer it. Um, but if you could go back. And tell yourself the most important thing to remember based on what you know now. What would it be and why? And I think I'm saying if you could go back to like, let's say a few weeks before you minted your Genesis first 2D collection. Like, what, what are the most important things that you guys have learned in the last, say, 12 months in the space? Um, you know, for me, I think it'd be to, to bet on the known and not the promise. Uh, I think I put a lot of my capital in the past into what something could be where now in a, in a bear market, I'm obviously much more conservative and I bet on um, teams that I believe in. I bet on brands that I can see have managed their treasury and their capital. Well, 
Um, so, you know, it's just, for me, it's, it's taking less risk on, on something that, you know, doesn't have a roadmap, doesn't have promise, but there's a bit of hype. Uh, oh, go on, Ape. Yeah, go for it, Ape fan. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, that's like, I, for me, like, if, if it's related to the up podcast, uh, I would say that um, take your time. I would say to any founder out there, take your time to really do the correct thing. Uh, don't get rushed by the community. Um, there are certain things that I felt, well, we didn't do it, but I felt guilty for not doing it, uh, like releasing our own token, doing breeding at some point. There's always a hype. There's always a certain hype, a certain thing that's going around, and the community is going to ask you to do it. And especially in the beginning, I felt really bad for not uh, following up. And right now, all the projects that, that released their token, of course, it's, um, yeah, it's not doing that well in a, in a bear market. So definitely, I would say, take your time, take it slow because the NFT space is going so extremely fast that people are expecting a different game, a different metaverse to be launched every, every day. And uh, I think in the end, the ones that are taking it slow steady it will win the race um if we would have released the token the breeding and everything our the project that did have a floor of 0.0001 right now because it's not sustainable so um take your time to build something good and then you're still really fast-paced i think it's a great point i think both are really really important points and they're kind of the premise behind this show is is trying to help showcase projects who are allowing people to bet on the known and not promising too much and also taking their time. And so this is kind of why we've decided to partner with with projects who we can revisit now because they're building diligently and they're, they're really, really kind of taking their time and thinking about what their next steps are. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate really appreciate you saying that. Um, guys, oh, I was going to say, oh, where's no, sunscreen? Sorry, Phil. Yeah, I was yeah, going to so say, where's sunscreen? But then sunscreen. I realized that, that, yeah, anyone who's under 35 is not going to understand that joke. So What, an absolute belter of a track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I would recommend anyone uh, go to YouTube and and uh, Google wear sunscreen um, and wonder what the hell we're talking about because I bet that hasn't aged well. Um, uh, okay, a, a, a last question before I put it back to the the panel here and out to the audience potentially is: What do you think is coming next for the NFT space? Um, and it's a very very broad question. I appreciate that, but you know we've seen a bull run. We've seen a bear market. We've seen free mints. We've seen goblins speaking gobbledygook in spaces. We've seen all sorts. And and I'm I'm really interested to know what you guys think is is coming next for the space. Whether it's a bit more pragmatism, whether you know whether it's uh, anything else crazy, or whether it's uh, Packers to five ETH. Like I'm 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 just curious to know what what you guys think is coming next. So Packers to five ETH is like. That's for certain. So uh, that's bound to happen. I mean, we, it's a matter of time. Uh, other than that, um, well, it's actually quite an int- interesting day today because I was uh, right before this um, uh, this space, I was checking what what was going on, and suddenly I saw a project at thirteen eat, digi die, digi die or something. And uh, I was looking into what they were doing, and they're actually trying something new. Uh, I believe it's like uh, a project that is founded by PCs, funded by PCs, free mint, uh, 
making a game and yeah they, they received the insane uh, hype today so I have to look into that uh, definitely but that could be potentially something that we will see more PC investment and um, going around making the initial investment for holders uh, lower um, and yeah basically making you feel more secured what you're in, investing in uh, but I'm, I'm a bit skeptical on this as well because of course the mint was free just like with the goblins but eventually most of the people will still pay the 7 e to obtain their goblin or obtain their um their nft so that's that's a very short-term solution to make a free mint um rather than uh yeah rather than than yeah if you're having a high floor you're always having letting people pay a lot of money so I think the future will be very much focused on uh, projects that are already out right now. Um, the ones because there is uh, there are thousands of projects that already launched, and as you said, ninety five percent of them will not continue, but still five percent of them might. And um, if they continue to build, then they have proven their name. So there will be a point when there are so many reliable projects out there uh, with a with an rather normal floor like let's say uh, an eat half an eat to to enter the market that it might not be very reliable to to mint new projects so the free mint the and all the new mints it might become a bit harder for people to invest in those and yeah they might be more heading for the long term especially now with the bear market where um i think we're all learning the the skill of patience a little bit uh, before a day in NFT space felt like a year. And right now, I feel for myself that um, I can finally take some time and think and realize that it was completely crazy what was happening half a year ago. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I also think the notion of, of VC-backed projects off the bat is um, is something that is coming for sure. I think people who have been able to recognize what works and doesn't work in the space and actually now take a measured and and well-funded punt at what to do next, I think is something we'll see a lot more of. Um, so yeah, really, really interesting point. NFT for two, I think you were also going to answer there. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we're going to see a bit more of the convergence between Web 2 and Web 3, call it Web 2.5, where um, you know people are just going to expect more utility from their tokens and their assets outside of Web 3. So I think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, you know, I, I do think this bear market's going to continue for a while. I don't know that we're at the bottom yet, unfortunately. But but then, like we said before, I think we're going to shake out and see who the real builders um, and players in the space are going to be at the end of it. I really yeah. love that love that notion of uh, of two point five. Sorry, Phil. I think it's um, I actually wrote about it in a, a medium article a couple of weeks ago. But I I actually think. That's kind of what required is required to really assist um, a much broader and bigger round of onboarding into the space. I really feel like that bridge between, you know, the whole idea of Web three as a platform and as uh, an ability to communicate and and have token gating behind things that kind of offers you uh, a, a kind of a velvet rope for people to wish that they were the other side of is really, really fascinating. But I still think people are very comfortable in their Web2 space and and that they're, they're hoping to see like a, a convergence of the two as opposed to just 
something streaking ahead from a Web3 perspective? Well, what you just said, I mean, is what I hope for this space, that I really hope the barrier of entry lessens and that normal people have an easier way, you know, versus MetaMask and seed phrases and and wallet drainers and Discord, and we just make it a bit more user-friendly because I think that for to get more people into the space that has to happen sooner rather than later yeah absolutely essential phil go for it buddy sorry well no it's fine because I, I i dug into your this on the meeting or the medium article you had written before we got on here right and it's I, I before i came to web3 i spent almost 20 years in marketing right making tv commercials and and branding and i do think that that is what's going to happen next is there's going to have to be a a pretty intense shift in in how people position this and you're going to have to sort of walk away from terms like cryptocurrency and nfts and and all of that and rebrand the space as something that doesn't have as much baggage and those who are able to do that even though the, the underlying technology doesn't change and the idea doesn't change in the rebranding is going to be required for you know your your grandma or your you know the, the the person who's probably as far away from this as possible to find it approachable and then once that happens then then you've opened up a gigantic market and and um and the brands will grow just like they do in, in web too. But I think the right now there's just so much, um, you know, there's so much stink on some of these terms because of the media that we're going to have to spend a little time, um, you know, yep. polishing. I agree. I agree with you. Panel, my panel of guys, Tom, Spaceman, Bobby, Mr. Yellow. Do you, uh, do you have any follow-up guys? Is there anything else you want to add? No, you covered a lot of my questions, mate. Um, wow, there you are. Sorry for talking too much. No, it's, no, no. Uh, I just <laughs> love the approach of um, with the metaverse being what it is right now, I nobody knows which way it goes. Um, I think the approach of spreading it wide um, and not honing in on one particular thing is is very clever. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I, I, I am genuinely fascinated. I am absolutely going to ask these guys to come back in a few months and tell us what happened next, because it does feel like um, Sandbox sounds now as though it's kind of on the precipice of actually inviting more people in to, to really kind of engage in some great gameplay. And uh, I'm really excited to see how that how that plays out. Tom, any other points from you, buddy? No, mate. Just, I think, incredible to hear um, hear the insights from the team. And, um, yeah, likewise, just excited to see how this kind of plays out. I think we've, at this really nascent stage, it's, everyone's making a lot of assumptions about where this is going to go. And it's just the case with um, the people who have set the, the flag in, the, in, their, in their respective areas. Um, let's see what happens. Agreed. Spaceman, how you doing? I'm good, Ben. Um I mean, you know, I'm close to the PX Quest guys. Uh, they similarly are, you know, working away a different approach, but, um, you know, really, really similar in terms of, you know, team structure, passion for the project. And, um, you know, these guys clearly um, are here for the long term. So, um, you know, just fantastic. Thanks so much for you guys coming on and, uh, you know, approaching things so professionally. I'm sure everyone's loved hearing about it so um yeah yeah, there's tons of people listen to the recording and stuff bobby i know you've had some signal issues during this call are you there i'm here yeah i'm here Ah. no it's just interesting to see the direction that a lot of projects are going and we can't really 
I mean, we can't predict much um, in the current state of the market, but I think that the fact that we're here and still building and still like engaged and doing these spaces and it's like we've lost a massive chunk of people from Twitter, but the ones that matter are still here. And I think that's what counts. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm wondering if anyone from the audience has a question for our uh, our guests. Um, I'll give that 30 seconds while I'm doing so. I will uh, ask NFT for two and Ape fan a little sneaky question. And I will say any alpha. But by that, what I mean is like, you know, what, 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 what's next immediately? What, what's ex- about to happen for, for alpacadabras? So we can't say too much, but I would say turn notifications on for Friday <laughs> because we'll have some announcements coming up um, in regards to a bit that we were talking about on Sandbox and our tournament and moving Amazing. forward in that direction. So great. it might be sooner than a few months that we come back to talk with you. Oh, that's great. Well, I uh, I hope that goes really well. And, um, and I promise uh, I'm, I'm not sweating over here at all. <laughs> I can see you are. Bob, Bobby's coming back in now with another question. Yeah, I know. We, I know you probably want to close at some point. No, but, no, uh, we're good. We're good. Um, did did uh, setting it for a like thirty k project? Did that feel daunting before you uh, brought it to market, or was that something that you were fully confident on doing? Because there are obviously projects out there with smaller amount of uh, NFTs on the uh, to be minted and you know even that is worrying so 30k it's a massive number it's a massive fear absolutely so i was just wondering whether that was something that was there any doubt at all that you were going to do it no not really we started with a 10k collection uh the 2d so um the property with me really feel um that's our 10k collection and afterwards uh the floor kept rising rising and uh, we were doing our second collection we immediately said everybody who owns a 2D gets a free um, airdrop of, a, of the, our 3D collection. So that's already another 10,000. Um, and then the mint was for an additional 10,000. So um, it, it went with steps. Uh, 20,000 have been minted for a minting price. Uh, 10,000 have been airdropped. And uh, our 2D collection um, got got the hype really fast. Um which, which was really nice for us because we ne- were never really uh, worrying about uh, if we would sell out. Uh, I think in a matter of three days, uh, we, we already had um, more than more than the 10,000 uh, signups uh, on our uh, whitelist. So we were quite confident quite fast that that would sell out. And uh, afterwards, when the, when the floor kept rising, we also knew that the 3D collection would do well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, guys, we haven't had anybody come up from the the audience. I put that down to being so incredibly comprehensive, both in questioning and answers. So well done, everyone here. Congratulations. Let's all go for a pint of something. Um, But uh, no, really, um, I think I would really, really like to thank the team from Alpacadabras for coming up. I think it was, uh, as with all of our guests that come on here, I think it's incredibly brave to come up and and, and almost break character for a few moments and and really kind of um, talk really about what's going on and what it means to be in charge of and to build within a community um, and for a project. Um, I have a lot of respect and time for the way you're going about your business. 
I'm really, really excited to see what comes next. Um, I really do mean it when I say please come back and, and let's do this again because uh, I think it would be great to um, to to keep covering your progress just because of the nature of what you're doing and, and where you are in the space. Um, and, and kind of on that note, I would say thank you so much for joining us and, and I'd allow you all just a couple of moments just to come up and say goodbye if you're happy to. Um, thank you oh my god this was great and i always tell the team here anytime we can talk shop and get into some detail um i'm thrilled right where it isn't it isn't just sort of a superficial conversation so i absolutely love the opportunity and um and and appreciate it great thank you yes this was great thank you very much for giving us a place to speak a bit more about packas and you are an amazing host the prep work was great we really appreciate your professionalism so thank you blushing thank you so much um and no i really appreciate it and um guys set your uh, reminders when i send the uh, the thing out uh, uh, in a couple of hours we have uh, the team from crypto bats joining us on thursday um which uh, i am really really eager to speak to those guys like i have with with the team here from packers so uh i hope when you all see my space uh, reminder land in a little while you will jump on and uh, and sign up for that one too because i think we're going to have a lot of fun with those guys i can't promise ozzy osborne will join us but someone who can talk a bit of sense will so uh that's great and um yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to that thank you all again the alpaca team thank you to my panel thank you tom thank you spaceman thank you bobby thank you mr yellow And uh, I wish you all a wonderful day, a wonderful morning, a wonderful afternoon, a wonderful evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. you. Cheers. Delight being here. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. everybody.